Bitwise, the only podcast where we smurf to smurf into a smurf that smurfs. That's right. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't even know what that means. It's where we smurf to smurf into a smurf that smurfs. You remember that? No? You don't? Okay, anyway. When I think of smurfs, I think of the color blue. <laughs> that's, 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 that's all I that's think That's the extent. About. I got you. Well, anyway, this is Alondo. This is Beaven. And I'm Jennifer. And Beaven, of course, again, remote. Uh, he's actually, uh, I think t- today, tonight you're in the Turks and Caicos, right? I am not revealing my location. <laughs> oh, man. My last location was compromised, so. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's like those hackers that you see in movies. I've got to be constantly moving around. So. <laughs> I sent like a whole fleet of drones after Beaven, and oh one thought they caught him like Osama bin Laden, and then he just ran, and I was like, ah, he's he gone had a again. crow attack. I know. <laughs> he plotted a crow. Exactly. So that's all right, Beaven. Like, like well, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? We're chasing you, man. We'll find that's you right. eventually. That's right. Yep, so. you're gonna have that app just like the crows. You're gonna have to have an app to track me now. Uh, beef tracks. <laughs> We're making it. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that scale of one to ten on aggression. That's right. When we find you. How aggressive is Beaven today? Today <laughs> he's a one again. Oh, he never gets mad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, we are about to delve into episode twelve. You guys like that rhyme? You know you do. <laughs> Delve into twelve. Delve into twelve. That's right. So, what's going on, team? How's everybody doing? Everybody good? I'm doing great. All right. How about you, Beaven? Doing pretty well, thanks. All right. All right. We're gonna go ahead and just jump into our first segment. Uh, what it happened was. See what happened was. Everybody talking about what they doing. Going live about what they say. Everybody talking about what they doing. Okay, team, have you heard of a little lady named Jenny McCarthy? Yes. I think you, so. You think so, Beaven? You, you heard of her? Okay, so, uh, yeah. you know, she's was known for being the, the, the poster woman for the uh, anti-vaccination movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She also um, believes that she is a indigo child. Now, what that means is that she thinks that she has an aura of indigo. Which means that she's probably part alien or something. What? Yeah. And then she thinks that her child, who she at first thought was autistic, but probably was not autistic, she thinks her child is a crystal child. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And Wasn't crystal... she married to Jim Carrey? I think yes, they were going out. Were they, they were married or were they going out? Yeah. Uh... I, don't know. I know they were together for a while. I don't yes. remember if they got married or not. Uh, but anyway, her her child, she thinks, is a crystal child based on somebody on the street just saying that to her. And that means that he has a crystal-colored aura. Um, it means he's more peaceful than Indigo Child. And magic happens around him. And like to play with crystals. And that, that, that Jesus Christ was a crystal child because... Crystal and Christ sound similar, even anyway. It's some weird oh stuff. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! I just had to give you all that setup for a reason. All right. So here's the story. <laughs> now Ooh. that you now that you know who we're messing around with here. All right. So uh, actress Jenny McCarthy had a bit of a supernatural encounter. All right. After checking herself out in the mirror, which is of course her want to do, um, she believed that an otherwise unoccupied room had a little ditty playing in the background. And she was like, what? And there was nobody there, and it was coming from near the piano. Was it about Jack and Diane? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so she started to freak out and she was calling for her husband and saying, hey, what's going on? Now, luckily, she had a Nest cam set up in the room. Now, you know, it's like Nest, because uh, mm-hmm. I have Nest for the uh, thermostat, but they have little cameras. So it, it was right. set up in the room. And so it recorded this when it happened. And so she put the video up on the internet. And she was like, look here, Facebook. This is real. This is the supernatural stuff. My aura caught this, right? Um, and they're like, whoa, man. We think that uh, there's a spirit of a dead person in your piano. And so she was like, yep, that's what I was thinking too. Oh, gosh. So, uh, and then one uh, um, people were suggesting, hey, you should you should hire a psychic or a medium um, and I have the clip. The clip is available. Um, I will post in the show notes. Um, so uh, everybody's looking at this clip, and then everybody was like, uh, a certain uh, smart uh, viewers were like, "Oh, well, this is <laughs> this is this is a hoax." And they were like, "Why?" Well, the otherworldly tones that she heard. By the way, I got air quotes going on. Um, was actually her Google Home. When it reboots, it actually plays a little jingle when it turns on. And I guess she had never heard her Google Home turn on. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness gracious. She thought her Google what do you Home think about that, was a ghost. <laughs> I think that is freaking ridiculous. Oh. I feel like if you can't tell what your technology sounds like, you shouldn't be allowed to have the technology. <laughs> or you need to really involve yourself with something a little more purposeful. Yes. I'm too busy to work. If I heard a noise, I would assume it was something like that. I would never. Yeah, take the I would time think it was my phone or something. To go like into that. all that aura stuff. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. I'm too busy. I'd be like, if there's a ghost, he's just gonna have to hurry up because I'm too busy for that. I know. You, ain't nobody got time. For you that. ain't got nothing nobody to do. Ghost, make me some that. spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Whip me up a dinner. <laughs> be useful. You wanna hang Mop out? a floor. <laughs> 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 Yep, so that's this week's What Had Happened Was. Okay, Bits and Bites, it's time for our favorite portion of each, each week's episode. I mean, I cannot... Stop Jen and Beaven from the excitement they have when it's time for our weekly trivia ca- uh, challenge, Do You Even Geek? I tell you right now that the energy in the room and over the phone is just palpable right now. Oh, are you guys, hey, you guys ready? Hey, hey. Uh, no, yeah. has been on the roll these past few times. I know. So and, she, I know. and she keeps making it seem like she's not ready. And then she like does amazing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my you know what goodness. it is? You know what it is? She's just pretending that she's not a geek. I know. Exactly. Undercover undercover geek. She Mm -hmm. has to she has to maintain her street cred, so she can't be doing she's actually hacking on the side. That's how she that's how she stalks people. That's right. On the Facebook. I don't stalk. (laughs) I've never stalked a soul. That's right. No, I have stalked one person, my Uh daughter. I've Super good at stalking my. Hey, there's daughter. a difference between tracking your kids, stalking somebody. Yeah, but exactly. you know how they call it, mom stalk or you know child stalking. Like I stalked her Facebook like nobody's business. I found well, out you... stuff. She'd say, hey, "How did you find that out?" 
Oh, if you only knew. Uh-huh. See. Exactly. I, I'm sorry. That 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 doesn't qualify as stalking. Yeah. So. I'll be this yeah. I'll be doing the same thing to my kid when he's that age. Exactly. This is good parenting. That's right. There you go. Yep. <laughs> All right. So this week's uh question. I um went ahead and uh just figured I would go ahead and select a question so we won't like take a uh, risk on getting a bad one. Okay. Because one of them was like really terrible and it was like all these geeky, super geeky questions. I was like, I ain't heard of some of that stuff. All right. So this one is one of those list questions. So you got to list all the uh, the entries, right? Okay. All okay. right. Um, the question is, uh, or the request is, name all the feature films based on Saturday Night Live skits as of 2011. So we're going up to 2011. So anything's cool. happened after 2011, don't worry about. Okay. But everything before then. Now, I will tell you there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 oh. of them. What? Right? Yeah, there's 11 movies based on SNL skits. And I'll tell you right I... now, you're probably, if you just think about them, I think you're just going to just breeze right on through them. So. I know at least three. All oh right. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how many, any. How many? You've got to know. I know you know at least one of them. Yeah, Jane, you gotta know. Yeah, I know you know. You've watched least. some SNL, right? Yeah. The forty-year-old virgin. No, nope. that is not. No. Okay. Nope. I could have sworn. No, it's not. In fact, there's not even an SNL person on that in that movie. I believe. Yeah, there's not a single SNL cast member in that movie. Are you sure? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I thought yep, yep. Steve Carroll. Was... Steve Carell is Steve not. Steve Carell. Uh, oh, okay. What's his name? Uh, the guy that plays. Oh, Ant-Man. Mr. Bean. Uh, that oh, is right. not. Mm. Paul Rudd, that's his name, but no, Paul not Rudd. Mr. Bean. Nope. Obviously, yep. I don't know. Well, think about right. famous SNL cast members. Yep. So okay. one I can say definitely is uh, Night at the Roxbury. Okay, you got that one. Uh huh. I know the. Uh, I'm gonna name this one later, Jen, because as soon as I name it, you're gonna be like, "That's right." Mm-hmm. The other one, let's see, uh, was was Pat one of those? It's Alanda? Pat. Yes, right. Okay. That's one of them. Uh huh. All right. So that's two out of 11. And Jen, I know you know some of these. You just got to think about it. If yeah. I, if I was to uh, if I was to uh, do some headbanging right now, go, does that remind you of any movie right now? Yep. Not Come right on. now. Oh, even do you know? <laughs> I, I, if I'm thinking what you're thinking, is it's a duo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Queensworth. Dumb and Dumber? Wayne's World. Oh, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Wayne's World. And then That's the freebie the... would be. And the what? The freebie would be. The freebie was Wayne's World. And then the freebie <laughs> after Wayne's World would be. Ah, wait, Wayne's wait. World two. two. There yes. you go. <laughs> okay, I, I was. I just I wasn't did not sure get into these movies at all. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's okay. All right. I didn't. I didn't think Wayne's World one and two counted as two separate ones. Yeah, so. they count. Uh, the sequels count, and there is another. Okay. There is another um, movie and sequel on here. What? Oh wait, yeah. Yeah. Is there that um, uh, Mary Catherine Superstar? Uh, Superstar is on here. Yes. Okay. All right. So Very that's good. Four. Hmm. And I'm trying to think of cast members too. Now. Think about what's one of the oldest SNL movies starring... Oh, shoot. Uh, Eddie Murphy. 
There is not a single Eddie Murphy He's the SNL best movie. SNL I, oh, I know. Cast member but, ever. But Can he we never go earlier. But he Blues never. Brothers. Blues Brothers. There oh, yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. earliest one. And the freebie for Blues Brothers would be Blues Brothers Two. Uh, it was called Blues Brothers Two Thousand. Okay. Yeah. So there's those two. That's All right. Six. So, so you guys got those. There's one, Busters. two, three, four. No, that's nope. not twenty eleven. That was a good guess, Ghostbusters, because they had a lot of people from SNL, mm-hmm. but. I'm trying um, to think of all see. the other other SNL cast. You see, you got Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers 2000. You got Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2. You got uh, Night at the Roxbury. It's Pat. Night and at the Roxbury. Uh, sorry, Night at the Roxbury. And you got uh, Superstar. So you're missing one, two, uh, three, four. That's it. Only missing four. four. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know them. So, <laughs> um, Jen, I'm going to be even you're not here, obviously, so you can't see the little motion I'm making, but. Oh, Beavis? No, no, no. But think about the, the shape Simpsons? I'm making over my... Oh, the... Shoot, the alien. Uh-huh. The, yeah. the oh. alien. Coneheads. Coneheads. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Okay, There's yeah. that one. The That's one I'm, right. The one you're probably... Yeah. yeah. Now, this one I would have never remembered. Um, Stuart Saves His Family. I didn't mm. realize that. I okay. forgot I forgot about that movie. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. it, it was it was Trey Terrible. So, it was it was on and off in the theater. Yeah, I, in fact, I don't think I've ever seen it since its initial release. And then you're only missing two more, and the last two you're missing are the latest ones. Um, one starred Tim Ma- Tim Meadows, Ugh. and he talked with like a little list. Yeah, crud. Um, oh, it's the ladies' man. Right? Ladies' man. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And the last one stars. Uh, oh wow, I forgot his name all of a sudden. Um, it was a take on a very popular 80s show where someone would get out of sticky situations using common household things i'm gonna defuse this bomb with a safety pin it's a it was a satire on that was it mcgruber mcgruber yeah 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 i didn't realize that was a skit yeah that was a oh man those things were hilarious there was this one where he actually um you find out he has a toupee (laughs) (laughs) and he says don't look at me He's trying to fix his look away, pad. look away. That's exactly what he says too. He's yeah. like, "Don't look at me, don't look at me." They're like, "You need to defuse the bomb." He's like, "I need something. I need a hat or something like that." Anyway, so, <laughs> I need yeah. Marge Simpson's wig. Yeah, uh, there. He, oh, that, well, that that's would pretty defuse serious. a bomb. Yeah, I guess. Let me make sure I didn't miss any. Um, Conehead, Stuart Seeds, Family's Pat. No, that's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Jen's <laughs> like, <laughs> Jen's like, I'm done. Hurry I'm up, done. Superstar. Yep, that's it. So there you go. And um, let's see. I don't think uh, is Will Ferrell in any of those. That's I'm what I'm saying. Think, I don't. Think no, not at the Roxbury. Roxbury. And I was He's thinking about oh, okay. Tina Fey. Yeah. You know, because wasn't Tina Fey in? No, that was date night. She was in SNL, but she was not yeah, in any of. I don't. Any of them. Yeah. What was it date night that she was in? Well, the it movie that. The movie that I thought was an SNL movie, and I love that movie, is uh, the one with her and Amy Poehler. Um, the one where she's trying uh, to have a baby. It's yeah, called Baby yeah. Mama? I think it's called Baby Mama. I think it's, I think it's called Baby oh, Mama. Okay. Yeah, that thing was hilarious. Anyway, that's like one of my favorite movies, but it's not an SNL movie. Anyway, just a cute movie. So that is your uh, uh, your, your challenge for the week. Uh, Way do to you go, Beaven. I know. <laughs> Jin was like, I'm out. I don't even know. <laughs> She's like, I'm tagging out. <laughs> I had a lot. The next one you got to do rom-coms for, for Jin. Rom-coms for Jin. That doesn't really go along with it. Do you even that geek? Unless I can, I will, I will find a way. 
So I will to, look into finding a way to making a rom-com Do You Even Geek challenge I, just I for Jen. And I'm going to tell you right now, and if she fails, oh, we're in oh trouble. man. <laughs> You're in trouble, yeah. The you will never hear the end of it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to text you or email you a cat, uh, something I know exactly we can do for Jen. For oh, no. I look forward okay. to it, sir. Send it my way. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh All right, so we're going to move right on into our main topic of this week's uh, episode in our segment called Say What? Um, and this week's uh, topic is the tech with a delicious fruity name. And that's the reason why the title is called Tutti, Tutti Fruity. I have hey. a joke. Please, Jen. It better be a dad joke. It's so good. No, it's about fruity tech. Oh, okay, go ahead. It's going to be attached to the show notes. It's kind of lo- the joke that I'm going to tell you is the beginning of the it's a two minute video or close to three minute it's so funny um it's a bbc one and this guy walks into a fruit like a little grocery store with lots of fruit and he said i was in here last week and i have a complaint basically and the clerk says oh i'm sorry what's wrong and he said i bought a blackberry from you and he slams down a rock hard piece like a little blackberry like a fruit the piece of fruit Mm -hmm. on the counter and everybody Uh you know laughs and the guy says what's wrong did it lose its juice Uh, (laughs) oh oh dad joke he said no it's frozen oh man oh Oh, man anyway they go through you know, they talk about apples, and I mean, it is hilarious. I'm attaching it into the show notes, yes. okay. and you it is to, the funniest. Yeah, thing. definitely. You have, it, it, there's nothing wrong with a good dad joke. I do, I do reserve the right to groan at it, though. Oh, it's so <laughs> cute. You'll watch it over and over. I promise. <laughs> um, so, uh, so of course, the most famous, uh, you know, fruity tech is uh, Apple. Um, you know, everybody knows about that, but. Um, figured it'd be fun just to kind of talk about some other um, fruit-based tech stuff. So um, we're going to kind of go over that and uh, find out more about how they work. So uh, Tutti Fruity. Her name is Tutti. She loves fruit, so we call her Tutti Fruity. She eats it every day. She eats it every night. It's yummy in a tummy with every bite. Apples and bananas. All right, so I researched Cherry. Um, that's one of them. And they are a global leader in the design, development, and manufacture of computer keyboards. Some of the mice that we use, magnetic and chip card readers, and the best mechanical key switches in the industry. And then I looked into some of the things, other things that they get involved in. Um, they work heavily with integrated security government security, healthcare, and um, lots of desktop, those keyboards that I was talking about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the Cherry Company. Have you guys heard of them? I have not, so tell I us not. more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like that's really the main thing. Another thing um, is said they have a lot of durable keyboard designs that we use came from Cher- the Cherry Company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been rated to have provided more than 50 million operations to companies and they are good for basically like commercial, you know, your businesses, Mm -hmm. um, their products can stand up in harsh environments. Oh, okay. So like Mm -hmm. ruggedized keyboards. Very rugged. Uh Mm -hmm. 
And then the other one I looked at was Papaya Studio. I thought they were pretty cool because I like papayas and I hadn't heard of them before. Nothing wrong with a good papaya. That's right. Yeah. But you guys will definitely remember some of the things they've been involved in. They are an independent video game developer based in Irving, California. They have released titles for gaming consoles for the Xbox 360, the Wii, PlayStation 3 and 2, um, the regular PlayStation Portable, and the Nintendo 3DS and DS. No kidding. They are responsible for releasing games under popular series such as Ben 10, Toy Story, Coraline, and Top Gear. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I had never really heard of either of those. Uh-huh. I've never yeah. heard of that, and I've heard of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. It, you know how you sometimes those games come up, and like the little loading screen or title screen comes up, mm-hmm. and the developer yep. comes up. Mm-hmm. I probably don't pay nearly enough attention to like who actually did the, the development. All we think about is a distributor, right? Like EA distributes the game, or mm-hmm. you know, um, what's the one out of France? I always forget the name of those guys. The ones that distribute uh, Assassin's Creed. Ubi, yes. Ubisoft. Ubisoft, yeah. Yep. I always mm-hmm. think about those guys. I, f- I always forget about these like developers. And these yeah. guys are right in Irvin. Jeez, yeah. that's yeah, that, that's so, crazy. They were also involved with Medal of Honor. Oh hey, yeah, yeah. that's big deal right there. Airborne, uh huh, and the Battle for Middle Earth Two. That's an RPG. Yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that uh, Lord of the Rings RPG, right? right? Mm-hmm. role-playing game for yeah. the non-geek people oh good thank you for defining yeah. that beaven <laughs> man we got to stay on top of that i never want to i never want us to have an acronym that, that goes undefined so yeah exactly yeah. yeah but when i saw xbox playstation we all that and nintendo i was like oh i've got to do this one yeah good call i knew that would be a good one yeah i want to find out more about them do you know yeah. um how long they've been around at all or anything like that like what their year of uh like how uh like when they were like first um on the scene or anything like that or let me look i have the link here mm-hmm. um i'm just curious yeah not quite yet but i will look into that and let you know okay well we'll definitely put that in the show notes though yeah, we'll, maybe definitely. we can put like a link to the uh, company page mm-hmm. or site or something like that sounds good uh, on the show notes good definitely. deal yeah thanks for bringing that to our attention though of course so cherry and, and papaya. papaya good deal good deal sounds like a fruit salad i know that's what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> all right so to continue on and add to that salad we have raspberry pie are you folks familiar with raspberry at all not the fruit but the actual peripherals for computers yes they are like the coolest things ever so i'm really excited to hear you talk about this i've so. heard them briefly but i'm not into it so. but i'm sure you with you yes. being in education though I oh mean, yeah i've seen it but yeah because uh i mean they they have kids program with those things or build mm-hmm. things with those things all the time so i'm mm-hmm. really excited to hear you talk about it even yeah and you probably know more about than i do so feel free to chime in alondo um, no, no, you can have at you. The only thing I will tell you is, you know, the arcade stick that I have here in my studio. Yes. That's got a raspberry pie in it. No kidding. Yeah. That's actually what I did to, to build out all these little oh. arcade games and stuff. Oh, so cool. yeah, yeah. But again, I, that doesn't mean I know the ins and outs of it. I just know, I just know how to okay. work with the hardware a little bit. So got you. Yeah. Go so ahead. basically let me give you kind of a little bit of a background to what raspberry pie is. Um, basically it's, uh, it's kind of the size of a credit card. And it's an actual computer that people can use. Uh, you can plug a mouse into it as well as hook it up to a monitor. And it's developed by a company in uh, the United Kingdom that 
uses this to supply computers for underprivileged or underdeveloped countries, and it can actually help kids learn programming with it. So, the, the you know, computers nowadays cost anywhere upwards of 400, you know, for a regular kind of email kind of laptop mm -hmm. to, you know, the super souped up models of Apple that are, you know, thousands of dollars. Right. But, but those folks that don't have that access or don't really understand, can't really have that laptop, this is a company that's created this Raspberry Pi, which sells for about 25 to 35 US dollars, depending on the model that you want to get. And what it does is grant access to kids, like I said, that don't really have the privilege of learning about computers on their own. When they first started uh, in February of 2015, they sold about 5 million units. And that was actually making it the best-selling British computer, which is pretty interesting. That's, they, a, that's a lot. Whoa, I didn't realize that they sold 5 million of them. Jeez. 5 million. Whoa. By November of 2016, they had sold 11 million units. Holy cow. They just took off. And then about six months later, in March 2017, 12.5. And now, uh, March of this last year, sales have reached 19 million. And most of the, the pies are sold in either a Sony, uh, Sony factory in Wales, and some are made in China or Japan. But what fascinates me about the most about this, this Raspberry Pi is just the amount of, I guess, open source information that you can use. People have used this to program uh, automated lights. They have all, various uh, tons of projects when I did my research online that kids can actually download and access to, that they can use and program for you know, their own like school projects. Absolutely. Wow. It's like definitely a, a higher level of coding then, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Linux operating system on it. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So you can put all kinds of stuff on there. And Linux is a very, very um, robust operating system. So you yeah. can load a lot of stuff on it. Um, so as long as the processor in that little computer can keep up, mm -hmm. you can pretty much do anything with it. I've Actually, I've known some people who have personally, uh, sorry, I know personally, personally know some people that have uh, made their own like little home security systems with the Pi. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. That is one thing that was mentioned in the uh, uh, the notes here. Just yeah, security systems. You can use it in education, uh, home automation, like I was saying, light bulbs and all that, turning on stuff, and it's also industrial automation. Yeah, it's great for making robots because to it's so little, small. Yeah, exactly. And to get a little geeky for you, Alondo, processing speeds right now range from 700 megahertz to 1.4 gigahertz for the latest model. That's pretty good. That is, I mean, that is really, really impressive. Yeah. Onboard memory for that as well as from ranges from 256 megs to a gig of RAM. There you go. Which is pretty daggone fascinating for just a little thing. Like for something that tiny? I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and for that cost. I mean, it's, I mean, you're still talking about something that's only, what, what do you say? It's like $29 now? 25 to 35 bucks, depending on the model that you I mean, to get, I need to buy some of these. To get that much processing power for, I mean, for like, you know, generally less than what you'd pay for like Starbucks for a month. Yep. I mean, that's, to me, that's really, really impressive. We do not have any of these in my STEM lab. You may want to look into it. Really? Now, right. it reminds me of circuits a little bit. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, like yeah. it's kind of got a circuit look to yeah. it 
Well, because it's just a, it's basically just a tiny little motherboard. Exactly. Yep. That's yeah. what I'm saying. A motherboard. And they don't they don't come with a case. You can order the. Ca- I'm sorry, Beaven. If I'm getting ahead of you. No, 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 not at all. You can order cases for it. I've seen, but yeah, when you look at them, if, when you go do a search for Raspberry Pi, what you'll basically see is like a motherboard mm-hmm. out of its shell, and you can hook up things to it, and it just runs. Yeah. So each item, Beaven, does this is just me asking because honestly, I have not seen these and these should be in my STEM lab. Yes, definitely. I need to be buying some of these this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So each little thing or add on or part of the kit. So you buy each, each item does something different. What do you mean? Onto the motherboard. You, You hook it on. No, no. So no, essentially that thing is the the little credit card sized device is a mm-hmm. computer. I a computer see that. Units. And so yeah. if you, now there's no monitor, there's no mouse, there's no keyboard, but it has. Is it four USB slots, Beaven? There, there are four USB slots in there where you can hook up a keyboard. Yeah, so you can monitor, hook a keyboard up to it, hook a monitor a up to it because it has an HDMI port on the back of it. Yep. Um, and you plug up the power to it, exactly. and. It's literally a full functioning it's computer that's totally the size of yeah, yeah, smaller than it's smaller than your phone. That is amazing. I'm looking at pictures, just trying to. I know I've seen these before. Yeah, this is crazy. I love these little things. I mean, it, yeah. if I just had time to build stuff with them, but it's um, like breaking open your laptop and there you go. Right, <laughs> but it's like something super super tiny. Small, yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. So, yeah, there's, uh, let's see, some of the stuff they're using in education. Let me go back a little bit. In uh, 2014, uh, the Raspberry Pi Foundation, which is the one the, who created Raspberry Pi, which is spelled, by the way, P-I, not P-I-E. Mm-hmm. Right. They hired a number of community members, including ex-teachers and some, uh, hold on a second. Let me go back to that real quick. So in 2014, uh, Raspberry Pi Foundation hired a number of community members, including ex-teachers and software developers, to launch a set of free learning resources for its website. Now, when I Googled this earlier uh, to do some research on it, there's a ton of different programs that you can use. There's stuff that you can use to make your uh, uh, Raspberry Pi a Nintendo, uh, kind of a homemade uh, Nintendo Switch. You can build a little power laptop with it. Yeah. So it's a lot of different technologies. Whether you're just beginning, uh, there's beginning programs that you can use to program your Pi, and then there's way advanced stuff like robotics that folks have been using this for. It's it's a. I think it, it for me it's one of the game changers of technology. Absolutely. Because well, it, it's about to be in my classroom because <laughs> it's all about coding too. They've got all kinds of coding things on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one of, the, one of the things that I've always kind of talked about, even when I was back in college many years ago, was the, you know, technology is fantastic, but it it also depends on the access that you have to it. Right. And a lot of third world countries still, you know, still lag behind with technology and knowledge of programming. So I think this this little computer... And the fact that this organization, Raspberry, is distributing this around the world kind of levels that playing field and kind of gives them a little bit of, you know, kind of a boost to, to enhance their skills. So it's not just those, there's, you know, first world countries that are getting in the, the race. It's, it's other countries getting involved now. And let's even talk about, you know, you know, go back to, you know, 
brass tacks and talk about even the reason why, you know, I was really hoping to create this podcast in the first place is I felt like there's a lot of technology out there that um, certain communities were just not really, you know, made aware of or got access to. Yep. This is something that, you know, someone can, uh, you know, get for $29, um, get a cheap monitor, a cheap mouse, cheap keyboard hooked up to it. And start playing around with it and start getting used to it, um, you know, so that way that, that you know, because that, that barrier to entry is low for this thing. And yeah. um, it and, I, and unless I'm mistaken, doesn't, don't the latest ones have Wi-Fi on yes. them too? That's I mean, something so, that I was going to mention, uh-huh. yeah. The latest ones have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth performance on it. That's right. And I forgot they got Bluetooth as well. I mean, so you're talking about something where, you know, you can start doing some like serious programming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get on here, you know, play around with that thing. Um, and they have, I mean, in my opinion, one of the best, like, uh, enthusiast communities. Yep. Um, I mean, there are a, I feel like a million websites that tell you, oh, you know what? We just learned you can do this with your Raspberry Pi. You can do this with your Raspberry Pi. Um, yep. somebody put a Raspberry Pi into a, um, into a controller and then they turned the controller into a full functioning game system. Which I thought was That's really really crazy. cool. So it's just it looks yeah. like a PlayStation controller, and then they have an HDMI hookup on the back of the PlayStation controller, and they just plug that right into their TV. And so now basically they're walking around with a system in a controller uh, that, that is they can. Awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's really really cool. So yeah. yeah. That's my fruit, y'all. Good deal, man. Well, thank you for bringing that one to our attention. I mean, like Very I say, juicy. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Jen, you're supposed to say juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only person like remembers that like song from the 80s, Juicy Fruit. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett has a great song. Say what? Jimmy Buffett has a great juicy fruit song. Oh, I don't listen to Jimmy Buffett at oh, all. Wow. No, I'm what? not a I'm not a parrot head. No. Um, I know of Jimmy Buffett. Um, I know of his his uh, his uh, clan of peoples. I have some close yes. friends who are like huge like parrot heads, but I just never been into the uh, the Jimmy well, Buffett thing personally. I challenge you to find the song and listen to it. Is it called Juicy Fruit? I think if you were to Google Jimmy Buffett Juicy Fruit, it would come up. Okay. Right. I don't know that it's called that. It's just not gonna be. A, it's just not gonna be like a video of him in a loop, like chewing gum. It's a cute gum, is little it? song. Okay. No, it's cute. It's very chill. <laughs> Got it. Well, I have to look for this video. Jimmy Buffett, Ju- Juicy Fruit. All right. If I find this video, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes too. <clears throat> All right. So nowadays, you guys are aware the smartphone is ubiquitous. All right. It's got its hooks into everything. Right. Um, from global superpowers to I remember I talked to you guys before about Brick Nations. You guys know what that stands for? Brick. Um, yes, and I completely forgot what it stands for. Yeah, now. so it was emerging countries, which was yes. um, oh, yeah, yeah. Brazil, mm-hmm. Brazil, Russia. We talked about that early. India early, and China. Early, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. developing countries. But I don't care which one you go to. They all got smartphones, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, it's hard to remember a time when carrying a smartphone wasn't normal. I mean, but at one point in time, I mean, I had a smartphone, an early smartphone, was a Palm Trio, and I remember everybody was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, this is my little device." And everybody's like, "Nerd!" That's where you gotta, Jen. I just took it from you. That's right. Um, And it's it's funny because um, there's a little company named Research in Motion that never gets enough credit, 
but they're the ones that made smartphones popular. Um, before them, they weren't really that big a deal. Now, why okay. am I talking about research in motion? Well, at one point in time, research in motion was the most valuable company in Canada. It even eclipsed the value of their largest bank. Okay. And usually they're referred to as RIM. Okay. R-I-M, RIM. Founded okay. in 1984, which is a pretty big year in technology. Um, we're going to go into that later on. But, like, you know, some examples is, like, Apple had a major unveiling in 1984. And there were some other companies that had major things happened in 1984. Um, but it was uh, founded by these two engineering graduates. Uh, Mike Lazardis. Uh, sorry, I'm going to say that name again because I butchered it the first time. Mike Lazardis and Douglas Freegan. All right. And uh, they started out making LED science and movie film reading systems, um, which actually got them an award. Um, so they got a, a technical Emmy and a technical Academy Award achievement wow. award. I mean, oh, so wow. it wasn't it wasn't like they got like an Oscar, but they got, yeah. you know, they, they were recognized by, you know, for their Emmy Award and the Academy, um, the Academy, you know, how they in quotes. Emmy's not the too Academy. shabby. Yeah, they did some stuff. No. Um, <laughs> then they started getting into communication. All right. So um, their foray into mobile communication started with two-way pagers. You guys remember those? I remember pagers. Okay, remember pagers? Two-way. Actually, they got a little larger when they went two-way. They did. Yeah. Right, right. Even you they remember two-way so pagers? They weren't so compact. I don't remember. I, I vaguely remember two-way pagers. I remember pagers, but He was five pagers. years old. He wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking Beaver's about like I'm my face is too young this. i don't remember this <laughs> i'm winging it <laughs> well they were a huge hit in the, the early size 90s of a raspberry pie. <laughs> but they were they were a huge hit in the early 90s because back in the day you had a pager it's like someone would just send you you know a note or uh, something on your pager it would you know, beep, beep 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 and yeah. you would see the number you'd have to call it back two-way pager you could actually type Mm-hmm. something back to text. the person you could actually, that was the beginning of text really oh, yeah it God. scrolled around well their yes. attention their um uh their attention with this uh, technology gained them the attention of uh jim basili all right now he was a recent well not a recent but he was a harvard graduate and he loved this technology he was like guys i'm gonna give you a cash infusion of two hundred fifty thousand dollars now he got that two hundred fifty thousand dollars by mortgaging his house that's wow. how much he believed oh. in his technology. Wow. wow. And in 1996, they, re- they released a clamshell two-way pager that could communicate, send faxes, connect to the internet, and send and receive email. He now, got well, his house back. <laughs> that's, yeah. but, but you think about it, that's pretty big for a quote-unquote two-way pager. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now, the company felt the email feature wasn't being used enough, and they were like, they were like, we did all this work, and you're like, all you're using it for is the paging stuff. You're not taking advantage of the other pieces, especially the email. And they were like, well, we have this unique keyboard design, and we want to make sure that you like pay attention to that. So they hired a firm to help them market the device. Okay. All right. Um, the firm looked at it and said, well, you know, this keyboard looks like seeds from a strawberry. So um, they were like, okay, let's stick with that. Let's just see what we can, you know, kind of put together. And they were like, well, you know, let's just try and stick with this whole kind of fruit vein on this thing. And he got this nice black casing. Let's call it the Blackberry. 
Oh, okay. There you go. And that's you what go. that's what it was. This the device they came up with was the BlackBerry, and it did not lose its juice. <laughs> it did not lose its juice or get frozen. <laughs> or get frozen. Yes. So through a major publicity campaign and marketing with CEOs, and they went to Wall Street and just like went to all these Wall Street guys and were like, "Hey, Wall Street elites." You want to look into this device. It's pretty cool. You got access to your email at all times. Mm -hmm. You can get stock uh -huh. information on it, which is like a big deal back in the day, is that you can get your stock updates on the device. Um, and it quickly took off. They were seeing right. the hands of business moguls, politicians, and the Hollywood elite. And I remember those days. It was like oh, every, yeah. every time you turn on TV, it was like you know, they would have these news stories about, oh, so-and-so politician was actually couldn't pay attention in the assembly session today because he was on his Blackberry. Yes, I remember right. seeing Blackberries everywhere before Apple really, you know, hit the forefront. Well, this is late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. That was my first experience with FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, because like, you wanted wow, one. Wow, I want a Blackberry, but do I really need a Blackberry? Because I'm super practical. But I wanted one so badly, mm -hmm. and then Apple came out, and I was like, I don't need a BlackBerry skirt. But see, it was really effective. Like I say, they had all these people, these, mm -hmm. you know, these, again, they had, like, all the celebrities um, or all these politicians, and they were all with their Blackberries, and they were like, I can't let my BlackBerry go. I got to have this BlackBerry, uh, you know, at my side at all times. They were so popular, they ended up getting the nickname Crackberry. Crackberry. I think yep. I heard I my brother-in-law mention with the shipyard, you could have a BlackBerry, mm -hmm. but not your smartphone. And that was because, so when BlackBerry, uh, when uh, RIM released their, they, when they put out their network, mm -hmm. it was all proprietary. Um, so it wasn't like open to like everybody. It was their own private network that they mm -hmm. had established, telecommunications network they established, and it was completely secure. It did not have a camera on it mm -hmm. or anything else that a lot That's of phones why. have nowadays. Right. And it was, again, it was extremely secure. Blackberries were so hard to break into at the time that, you know, a lot of the mobile phones, it was like all they had was like a, you know, four pin lock kind of thing. Blackberries, you could actually make a full um, phrase key uh, like a, a, a password, password on it. Yeah, you can make it like that long and make it that complex. Yeah. Um, plus, there was ways to remote wipe on a BlackBerry, which are things at the time you couldn't really do mm -hmm. on other devices. Right. Um, and if you've, you know, got your email on it, they were, I mean, it was extremely secure for your, um, you know, protecting your email. Like you couldn't just like pick up someone's BlackBerry and boom, I can get into your email uh, unless they left it unlocked. Plus they had remote administration. So if I had, if I had a server, um, a BlackBerry server in my company, I could manage all the BlackBerries in my fleet and do things like push out updates, or I could lock down everybody's BlackBerry, and now you can't even use your BlackBerry, even though you know the password to your BlackBerry. I wonder if that's still the case, because I know with, I do hear him say many times he cannot have his Apple phone in the shipyard because of the camera. Uh, right. That's possible. That's there, pretty yeah. cool, though. That, you know, I think that's interesting. Yeah. So that's something that, um, you know, that makes it really advantageous mm -hmm. for a lot of companies Definitely. so again they took off um so that's again that's the reason why they called them crackberries everybody's like they loved it it was I easy do, to type yeah, on that. it had mm -hmm. all these things on it um it was like you couldn't put it down you couldn't put it down everybody one and one right exactly mm -hmm. um so um but of course th with attention um like that comes all the haters right yep. so hate um, is gonna hate that's right and there was a company called NTP, which is based right out of Virginia, right here in Virginia. 
Um, and they had patents for wireless email communication. Now, BlackBerry, you know, put this um, communication uh, technology on their device without researching all that. Now, NTP doesn't make anything. They just put together patents and ideas for patents. Um, so they're basically kind of a patent mill is what they used to call them back in the day. Um, and they sued BlackBerry. Uh, well, they sued RAM. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm saying BlackBerry, but they sued RAM. And over years and years of back and forth, they were eventually awarded a settlement of over $600 million. Whoa. Now, with most companies, that would take them down. I mean, that's just about how much money I got out of Beaven's account last time I went and checked. But <laughs> no. I'm telling you right now, $600 million, that's, that's pretty devastating, right? But, but the company was still so hot. So they were still making money. So they kept on churn, you know, they kept on churning, because um, this is again late '90s, early 2000s, um, and they just kept on churning, and they renamed the company BlackBerry because it's like this is our namesake device. So right. now Research in Motion right. changes their name from REM to BlackBerry, and they continue to release noteworthy devices. Every device they put out, people were excited. They released a device with color. Everybody's like, yes. Mm-hmm. They released a device the with a larger one. screen. The they released. One. They produced devices with different color cases. Everybody was excited yeah. about it. They even started moving away from the signature black casing, and everybody was like, oh man, this is great. I love it. I can I can customize the color now. Um, yep. And one of the things that I remember personally was. Um, after the attacks during, um, you know, 9-11, mm-hmm. um, the thing that people might forget, and I remember because I'm an IT guy and I was, you know, working at the time, um, was that a lot of cellular networks went down. And you could not yes. make phone calls because a lot of stuff was based out of that area. And it took down a lot of infrastructure that affected a lot of the Northeast, which includes our Atlantic area. Right. But, but interestingly enough, Blackberries still worked. They worked just fine. That network was still up and going. So it was another thing that gave BlackBerry a lot of a lot of credibility. It was just like, wow, their network's still up. I can't use my Verizon phone. I can't use my Sprint phone, but my BlackBerry is still chugging right along. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so anyways, again, that was another you know uh, you know feather in their hat um, for the things that they could ac- that they could accomplish. Now, in two thousand seven, you know, six years after that, they were just celebrating a major deal, which is a deal selling the BlackBerry in china huge oh, deal yeah. because think about that yeah. i mean you're talking right. about now you have access to not like millions of people billions billion of yeah. people right exactly and the thing they weren't paying attention to was there was a little device that was released that year the apple, apple. iphone the apple iphone right and eventually, their insistence of always having a hardware keyboard, along with the failures in their communication network, because it was getting older, mm-hmm. it had been out now for like twenty years almost. Right. Um, so, well, I'm sorry, I'm saying twenty. It was only ten years. I don't know why I said twenty years. My bad. Um, but uh, the the there were some failures in the communications network. Um, again, their insistence of having a hardware keyboard and their reluctance to allow developers to put apps on the device. Because BlackBerry wanted to have a kind of a stranglehold on the device. So there was a bunch of people making great apps for the BlackBerry, but BlackBerry was like, nah, we're we're good. We're good. Thanks for thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, you're they, cute. They like what they do. Right. They're, they're, you're, you're, cute. you're cute. Go ahead and go all, home. But... We'll consider it. You know, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> um, and so eventually Apple took off because Apple released an app store. They had this um, you know, this keyboardless um screen. 
um, yep. which everybody's like, wow, this is really cool. That means I can, you know, have more screen real estate. Um, and then, of course, Android also came out around the same time, uh, not too much later. Um, and then they took off and BlackBerry stagnated and was soon forgotten. Now, they still exist, obviously. Um, right. But yet and still, there's nothing that they're putting out where everybody's like excited to have another BlackBerry device. In fact, their devices that are coming out are still really they're really top-notch devices, mm -hmm. high quality, have a lot of functionality, but it's just everything's kind of passed them by now. I mean, if you want to play words with friends, you know, you you, you really can't play that with your BlackBerry, you know, friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's not really working out for you, you know. Um, I don't even know if Black, does BlackBerry have Snapchat. I don't know. I oh, mean, maybe it does. I mean, who knows? But, um, again, they just kind of got, you know, passed by. So Some right. people so. like the hardware for their texting. And, oh, sure. You know, yeah. um, the older generation typically... It's really nice on a BlackBerry because you do not have to look at oh yeah at a BlackBerry keyboard. It's like it's on so the, natural. Yeah. And then a lot of people aren't interested in Snapchat or selfies and all that. So they do have their own little market. That's very true. I mean, yeah. and they're yeah. still they're still out there, but they just don't have the market share that they did. Again, one point in time, they were like the behemoth of of phones. And again. BlackBerry single-handedly made the smartphone popular. I mean, it, if it was not for BlackBerry, I mean, yeah, Palm had devices out there. Um, there was a Handspring, uh, which was actually an offshoot of, not offshoot, but uh, a split of the, uh, uh, the leadership staff of Palm. I mean, they had smartphones out there, but they never really caught on the way a BlackBerry did. I mean, you're Blackberry was like a one-hit wonder. Like they were in and they were out. Well, no, not necessarily. They were in because it was a decade, mm -hmm. um, at least a decade that they were like hot. It wasn't like they had like one device that come that yeah. came out. Um, they they really took over for a while. But again, before that, everyone did clamshell. What do they call them? Dumb mm -hmm. phones. Yeah. Um, dumb phones. Yeah. I mean, but uh, uh, smartphones. Just a phone. Single hand. That's right. Just a phone. But single handedly, BlackBerry put smartphones on the map, and they were really, really effective. Um, now I'm gonna put out this like one little uh, little addendum, um, little fact of the day. The home city of BlackBerry is Waterloo, Waterloo, Canada. Uh, no. The same name oh, as no. the infamous city where Napoleon was Napoleon. defeated, trying to yeah. return to power after his yeah. first exile. So, yeah, I was like, oh, man, is that some foreshadowing? I don't know. Did we That's see any awesome crow man. attacks in Waterloo? I don't know. We have to go look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's... watch out for your blackberry. You're about to get attacked by a crow beak. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, blackberry has always had a stain for me because uh, my my previous one of my old bosses loved tooting his blackberry, and he was such a jerk. And oh. uh, he he always he loved using it, loved have sending emails to us on it. And he actually gave one of my other coworkers a BlackBerry for, I guess, good performance. But of course, I didn't get one, so a little bit jaded on that. Like, come on, man. Are you salty? I remember infamously yes, that. Yes, a little bit. Well, not infamously, but I remember that uh, when um, Obama was elected, they told him that he was going to have to switch his BlackBerry mm -hmm. device because it's 2008. Yeah. And they were saying he was going to have to switch his. I think he had to switch over from his personal BlackBerry device to another device or something like that. I can't remember. 
And I remember he was really reluctant. He did not want to do that. But there's a whole bunch of these. Uh, at, at the time, there was a whole bunch of politicians who were like, I'm not giving up this Blackberry. Oh, God. Yeah, so. So that's my Tutti Fruity. That's why Tutti Fruity always says there's nothing wrong with fruit. No, no. Well, A is for apple, B is for banana. If you see Tutti Fruity, you know that she's a fan of all the different fruits that you can eat. And if you hang with Tutti Fruity, you know you're going to see fresh fruit, dried fruit, All right, it's time for our last segment, which you call Geek Out. And, Beaven, I told you that I would let you um, lead this one. So why don't you tell us about your uh, about your uh, your, geek, your geekery. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, it's not like a major announcement or anything, but it's today is a kind of a special day, as uh, some of you folks may, if you're a geek, know about. All right. Now, the, now the day is we're, we're July 31st, by the way. Ex- exactly. And that's what I was going to mention, too. Today is July 31st. And I'm not sure if you folks, you, Alondo and Jen, have been on Facebook. You may have seen it. Oh, it's Avocado Day. That's right. It's a huge day. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, it is Avocado Day, but it's got nothing to do with your thing, I know, I'm know. i sure. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking than, about. Bigger than that. Bigger than Bro, Avocado today? Day? Beaven, that's not possible. Bigger than <laughs> avocados. Okay. A... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Avocados versus this day. I mean, you know, I think this might win out with a lot of people. Okay. So today is actually Harry Potter's birthday. As in like Harry Potter. In the actual the, books. In in the actual books, it is actually Harry Potter and the author of the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling, celebrate a birthday today. Oh. What is she like fifty two? Oh, okay. She's gonna be like fifty fifty something. God, she's got to be in that realm. Yeah. She's not much older than us. So she has the same... Wait, does Harry Potter have the same birthday? Yes. As Harry her? Potter and J.K. Rowling same, share the same birthday, which is today, July 31st. That's a great trivia question right there. <laughs> Good stuff. She is 53 years old. 53. 53. So I don't, okay. Yep. So I don't know if you folks are familiar with... Uh, the Harry Potter series. I'm a big fan of it. I've seen all the movies. I've read all the books. Jin says she's I, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're what? so silly. No. Of course I have, and I've read some of the books. There you go. I've read all read the some. books. I read them voraciously, but my sons were yes. into them as well. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, well, at least one of my sons were, was, and so I would always try to read them at the same time um, so I could kind of keep up and just kind of know what's going on. And um, we have discussions about it and everything. So, yep. I enjoyed that. Nice. Yeah. But I'll be so honest happy with you. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. No, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I was going to say that, uh, you know, one of the things I enjoyed the most, though, is uh, if you ever get the opportunity, um, reading the books is great. But um, those audio books, the guy that does the narration for those audio books is amazing. Really? He... He changes his voice throughout the entire series. And he does all the books. He changes his voice in a way that is so noticeable which character he's doing the voice of at that mm-hmm. time. Wow. wow. It is so impressive because, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, of course, you know the basics, like, you know, Hermione and what have mm-hmm. you. But 
I mean, he does like Luna when like Luna like has a speaking role. He speaks in and you're like even without him having to say, you know, the line where like Luna said, you know he's saying the you know, in the voice of it's Luna. Luna, yeah. It's That's really, really cool. cool to listen to. So actually I went back and re listened to those. Yeah, I went back and re listened to them a few years ago. I was really, really impressed. So I'm gonna go ahead and put that plug out there. Well, thank you, Bevan. That's yeah. interesting. Very, very good stuff, man. You are welcome. So that's my geek contribution. There you go. Our <laughs> geek out session. There you the go. Geek out session. Uh huh. Happy birthday, J.K. Rowling, and happy birthday to Harry Potter. No one will see. You're a geek. That means you're just a hipster wannabe. That's right, I'm a geek. I've got brains and a personality. I wear my glasses sincerely and my t-shirts ironically. There's some things you can't learn in a class or else I'll sign you up for intro to how not to be a social outcast. You're just so early 23rd. Okay, team, is there anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. Beaven? I think that's it, sir. All right. Well, little bits and big bites. That's this week's show. Thank you for joining in. We hope you learned a lot about um the fruity tech that uh, we discussed so um you got some stuff to chew on you like my little my little pun yeah we'll uh-huh. chew no as long as it's not frozen yeah so um uh, uh, but anyway thanks you guys so much for joining in uh, if you want to reach out to us uh you can do so at twitter at uh on twitter at uh be bitwise facebook at www.facebook.com slash be bitwise or email at podcast at be bitwise.com um, you can subscribe to us, uh, using your favorite podcast delivery app. And if you can take two seconds to give us a five-star review, um, that helps other people find us. Um, and for more information about what we discussed in, uh, this week's episode, you can go to our website, www.bebitwise.com. And that's where we're going to post all of our show notes and additional information and videos and uh, all the uh, the stuff that we referenced in this uh, week's episode. As usual, I'm going to tell you guys to make sure that you uh, tune in. Remember to learn something new each day. And let's, let's all, all be, be bitwise. bitwise. There you go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Out. Sayonara. Yeah, that's some good stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Jen was sitting here though when she she said that little thing about the apartment. She was laughing so hard she was crying again. I was crying. Oh my gosh, she that lost it, dude. So funny. <laughs> that's the part you missed. Unfortunately, His not being face. here. She was like, "What yeah. do you mean?" What I was, was like, "Do you know how creepy?" <laughs>
do you know how creepy styles I would sound if I was like, oh, is she in an apartment? <laughs> Which apartment complex does she live in? Is does that, she live alone? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that like on 14th Street, apartment 2A? Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Has she changed her security code lately? <laughs> is it her birthday? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's where my mind went because as a guy, we always have to be careful because it just yeah. it just sounds weird. <laughs> sounds weird. See, it's exactly. one thing if I take like a head talking to my friends about uh, talking to my friends about their daughter so and mentioning right just the like the name and the right. college courses they're taking and that kind of stuff. No problem. As soon as the guy starts getting beyond that. <laughs> It's like, uh, why are you asking? Exactly. <laughs> why are you asking? Uh, wait a minute here. Right. Oh, my God. Y'all are cracking me up yep. so hard yep. right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. We yep. were laughing. I was like, Beaven freaks out on this stalker stuff. Oh, my God. See, but the thing is, though, if you have someone like that that's, like, stalking you, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about the difference between men and women. Yeah. Even is that you know it's like when a woman does that to a guy, we're supposed to just brush it off like it's no big deal. Because if, if a guy does that to a woman, you call the police. Yeah. You know, yeah. you exactly. call you call your closest male, um, <laughs> wide body friend and have him come over and and bring his thumping stick. Exactly. You know what I'm right. saying? But yep. no, but it's like when it's like a woman, it's like oh, yeah, well, it's you know, okay, oh, it's yeah. just cute. I was stalked in college by my ex-high school boyfriend, but he didn't mean it that way. Well, see, but an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, I can kind of understand. Yeah, but a complete stranger. It's the strangers that scare me. I'm like, oh, I don't, because I don't know what you're going to do. Right. I mean, (laughs) who are you? And and I don't know your mother. (laughs) Or your grandma. (laughs) And the thing is, I'm I'm because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, well, if it's like your ex-girlfriend, it's like, okay, well, you're heartbroken. Um, you're yep. going through some stuff. You're in pain right now. I can't really help you. Because yeah. even yep. if I try to talk to you to help you through this, you get the wrong impression and think, oh, we're trying to get back together again. Yeah. Exactly. But if it's a stranger, it's like, what do you say? Because I'm like, I don't know if it's like, I might be like, you know, I, I'm really not interested. Please go home. And they come and stab you with a toothbrush or something. Right. You know? Yeah, I've, I haven't had that degree of stalkerism. Thank no. goodness. Good deal, man. Yeah. Was yours like a level two or something? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stage I am two. Of stage it two. I'm sorry. I know, I know. We don't even know what the stages oh are. Jim, please, please explain the stages of stalkerism. I don't know. He just sounded like it was a very like low key stalk. Oh, a low so, key stalk. Yeah. It was a two or three yes, it was on a, a scale lower, of one to ten. Key. Yeah, a low yeah. key stalk would be like what? Just kind of just just did like one of those drive bys on your Facebook page, right? Right, right. That's right. low key, right? Just like ah, it's still on Facebook. <laughs> like the picture, boom, and I'm gone, right? She has her notifications telling her where you are right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's you, level it's level three if she had to look up your address for any reason whatsoever. That's level three. That's kind of level three. Yeah. Right. Level exactly. four, if they communicate with any of your family members, that's level four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had that happen, too. Where it was like, communicate oh. with my family members. I'm like, oh, like, nope, nope. Nope. Don't you be calling my mama. Don't call my mama. Um, and then level five would be showing up where you are in, an, in a random spot that you know they shouldn't know you're at. 
Uh, no, that's that's level three. Really? That's level three. That's following no. you physically. No, like you know, because you know how like it, that that you see that in rom coms all the time, right? Where the yep. girl just happens to show up at the spot the guy is gonna be yeah. at because she like researched yeah. it. That's exactly. level three in a rom com. That's considered cute, quote unquote. So yeah. what would be a level five or six? If she comes in with a tattoo. Oh, with your name on it. With anything name. of you on it. I don't care Ooh. what it is. Yep. Yeah, that's that that's, level that's level five. Right. Uh-huh. She starts cropping out pictures of you and putting her face in it. That's <laughs> level five. <laughs> that <laughs> might be level six. <laughs> level five. She got a copy of your house key somewhere. And that's level <laughs> five. No, that's a lot oh more God. than five. <laughs> You're going to scare to death. He's going to have a nightmare. All of that stuff right there is in the same level. You went, you, you went all off. Off the deep crazy scale. Oh. Harry, you're gonna be a wizard. Yes. And a thumping good one. <laughs> That's a pretty good Hagrid there, Alondo. I was terrible, Beaven. Stop trying. Don't even, don't even front. I know. <laughs> I probably you misquoted it and everything. You can't see my sarcastic face through the internet. No, oh, I cannot. That's why we miss you. Oh, you need to come back that's from right. remote. I we know. don't like you remotely. Yeah, this remote thing. I mean, Far you, need, away. you need to finish this Turks and Caicos vac- vacation soon. I, I know. You. Stop picking up shells and get back. I know. Get off that beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for my Mai Tai. Hold oh, on. man. Wait, there you go. Let's give myself away. Oh, crap. Oh, man. That's right. He's in Mai Tai. Shoot. Don't you be checking in now. I'm you send- know what happens when you check in. Yeah, that's right. Beaven, I'm sending yep. the drones right now. <laughs> With the crow beak on the side. There you go. Oh, God. Oh, God. Crochet drones are coming your way. <laughs>